Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my humiliated wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life and I am panda dancing. I just did some do. I did the do. It was delicious. Tonight's topic is consequences of being married to me. Oh wait, no. Consequences in a blended family. What are those consequences, dear? Okay, well, Julie has left the party. This is how our podcast goes these days, you guys. She's sitting here smiling, laughing at me. For all you listeners at home, she is not on mute. She is just a mute. I just want to make sure I don't talk too much tonight. I know how that upsets you. Yes, you're the one who gets in trouble for that. So tonight, where are we starting? You you literally have... I don't do this part. This is normally not my part. This is not my part, you guys. Julie is half asleep tonight. She did not do the do. I did not. Um, Okay, so we're going to start at (laughs) swallowing sand. (laughs) Beware of this intimacy blocker in your marriage. Whatever the heck that means. Where are we going? Come on. So We are three minutes in. No, we're not. Well... I've been thinking a lot about this in our own marriage and in, you know, our support group I we have online and things that people write in. And a common theme is that marriage is really hard in a blended family and a lot of marriages split up in a blended family. Like marriage is really hard before a blended family. That's right. Which gets you to the point of then a blended family, which <clears throat> is marriage is even harder. Right. Right. So... And I have been really soul searching and thinking about why is it so hard? And I think there's just a huge intimacy blocker that you don't feel like your spouse is your teammate or your partner. You're not in it together with your spouse because I think we hold back a lot of things when it comes to our true feelings, our true thoughts about each other's children, about each other's exes, about each other's parenting, about each other's families, about each other's history. Um, How's your morning breath? (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's because we swallow a lot of sand because we don't want the conflict or you know, one thing that happens in our marriage is if one of us brings up the other's child, all the children get brought into it. We can't just talk about an issue he has with my kids or I might have with his without we're now attacking each other's parenting styles and it becomes like tit for tat. Do you think and it's always attacking the other kids? Because I feel yeah, like because we, it's like we had a conversation earlier today and. It was about one kid, but other kids got not brought into it, but they mm-hmm. got talked about to used as examples about how things are different or how things are mitigated or differences. And I feel like a lot of times kids are brought into the conversation, but they're yes, that's ET under the desk. <laughs> but a lot of times they're not attacked when, but the other the other parent goes on defense very quickly. Of about course, it. that's what we're talking about each other's kids. It's like number one defense. You're, it's natural, right? So I think that you know, as time goes on, I think in the beginning you're more 
likely to take things head on and to have conversations and to try to figure it out. And then you learn to pick your battles as time goes on because you learn you don't want the fight or you don't want your kids being talked about or it's just not worth it. Um, so I think that what ends up happening, though, is that you you hold back a lot. And just think about that. Like, you hold back a lot from the person that's supposed to be... Yeah, your best friend, your confidant, at, your... You know. Yeah, your sidekick, your partner. And, and that begs the question, teammate. if you're not venting, if you're not able to talk to your spouse about everything, who are you talking to? Who is that person? Because it's someone. Is it your Jeez. parents? Stop, dog. You know, is it friends? Is it a neighbor? I mean, who, who gets that privilege? That should, should be your spouse. You should be the Batman to my Robin. Yeah. The Robin to my Batman. Yeah. But what happens so often is that this creates the thing, and I always use the term safe place, but your spouse is not your safe place. Like, you don't feel like you can tell them anything. But they should be, right? Or, or, or are they not? Like, you're saying they're not, but they, I'm saying if you they feel be, like right? you have to hold back and right. you have to swallow sand and you have to walk on eggshells. Oh, if you're in that situation, then they aren't. Okay. But yeah, ultimately, then, they should be, right? I mean, Is that yeah, the goal? Is that's, that the hopes? That's the hopes. That you'll be the Robin to my Batman? Yeah. You'll someday. Be, you'll be Maybe the, one day when our kids are I'll be are the Fred out. to your Wilma? Oh, uh, I don't know. So, I was just, I it's just something to think about and beware of, um... Because if you can't have those hard conversations, um, I I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it makes it it makes it very hard. It makes it that's where that gap comes up, where you people crave that. I feel like, and if you don't have that, you're gonna look for it elsewhere. So, the ultimate goal, I think, what we were just saying is that you need to find that. You need to find that that common bond where you can trust one another and you can always be on the same team. How do you have a conversation about, like, let's give advice, actual advice about how to have a conversation about the other person's child and it not turn into a shit show? Well, I think for starters, for very first starters, you need to start by having the conversations. It needs to be one of those things. As soon as you shut them down and you're afraid to have them, you're going to start regressing. You're going to start falling back and you're not going to make progress, right? Yeah. So by having those conversations more often, yes, it might be a little bit more um, arguments and, um, you know, not seeing eye to eye. But ultimately, as you do it more and more and more, that that blow of talking about the other person's kid or bringing them into the conversation is going to lessen less and lessen is it i think so in the in here hear me out i think the reason why it's going to lessen is because it's not going to be a fresh new wound it might become a scar if you never learn how to deal with it if you never learn how to deal with it but it's not going to be that bloody open like knife slash every single time you do it like it's already going to be open and it's going to learn to heal because I think the more you do it, I know you, I see you looking at me kind of funny, but I think the more you do it and you see, if you do it with the right intentions, the more you see, because you and I have been doing this for a long time and it used to be really bad. Like one of us would leave the room, the other one would be angry, you know, and it would turn into a big deal. But again, like today we had that conversation and at the end of it, like, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't like a conversation where we were arguing or having to talk about one of the other, one or the other's kid. We were talking about a concern in our family, but at the end of it, some of the kids, actually, I think all the kids had been talked about at certain, you know, a certain point, but. But that's my point. But all the other kids got brought into something yes, that didn't start out yes, that way. Not at all, but it, but it was how it was affecting and the difference between each one. And my point though, to this whole thing is at the end of this conversation, we are able to hug, say, I love you and leave the room and it didn't go any further than that it wasn't a fight but the reason i think that we're able to do that a little better now now i'm not saying the next time is going to be going to be the exact same turnout but we talked about during this like we're not trying to point fingers i wasn't trying to blame any of your kids you weren't trying to blame any of mine we were talking about the the realm of which our kids all live in 
and the differences between them and why this kid was different than this kid and how this situation works for this kid but not this kid. But the more we do that, the more we understand at the end of this, we're on the exact same team and we're working towards the same goal. And I think in our conversation today, that's exactly what we did because it didn't start out like real loving and exciting. It was kind of like, you know, what just happened, what was talked about, who said what, you know. But as we got going, it was like we are on the same team. And you and I kind of hashed that out as we as we went through the conversation. It was only probably a 10-minute conversation, but we kept reminding each other as we would hit little topics or di- different talking points that we weren't attacking one another or any kids. And I think that's what ultimately got us through this conversation was the transparency, the reminder that we're on the same team and just constantly reminding each other. You know, we weren't we weren't trash talking anyone, any kid. You know, we were trying to figure out a situation. And the only way you figure out situations is is data, really, you know, and our data in this situation is our children. You know, when we're talking about one kid, all of our data is the other kids and it's our household. And we're trying to, you know, navigate through this and figure it out. And I think that's ultimately what got us through this conversation without, um, you know, a blowout or, or being mad at one or another, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you feel differently? What just happened? No, I, I still don't. Hang on, I, I know cricket. This. Sorry, Here they come. I'm trying to to word my words carefully here. Do it. Just let it let it rip. I know we're on the same team. <laughs> we just had this conversation. Um, I don't love that all the kids get brought into it, and I do it too. Mm-hmm. If you were to come to me about mm-hmm. one of my kids, I'm like, but your kid. Mm-hmm. We do this to each other, mm-hmm. and it happened again today. And I don't, I don't respond well to that. I don't like that. I don't feel like it's helpful at times. Like, I've learned I just have to accept it or fight with you about it. Really? Yeah. It doesn't, like, I don't know why we can't just have a conversation about a situation that's going on with a child in our house. And Well, the reason that this happened today was we we were talking about bedtime. And the kids have different bedtimes. But the kids, how the kids got all brought into it is how different each one of our kids are. As far we as we remember conversations completely differently too. Okay. So it, it's just it is what it is, but um, I so for me that's really hard, and also I, I just don't know how. Maybe it's just an impossible expectation to have that we can just. I don't it think could so. Could be unrealistic. I don't think so. I and think I it think comes down I just, to. I think it comes down to communication. Yeah. In well, in realizing that we're mm-hmm. on the same team. Yeah. Like even right now where you're like, well, I hear conversations completely we, different. Like, we do like how I'm, how you're telling the conversation, how it played out is not necessarily the way I remember it. Like I don't ever remember us being like, we're on the same team having that said. Oh, I feel like we talked about that. Not, not like, that we're, we didn't say specifically we're on the same team, but I feel like we kept mm-hmm. reminding one another. We, you know, we would talk about a situation. And it was like, well, how do you feel about this? You know, or. Or you're like, for instance, part of our conversation and tell me if I'm hearing, if I'm thinking of this completely wrong, part of the conversation was you're like, well, you didn't ask my opinion. Yeah. And, and I, and I said, whoa, 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 look it. I always, anytime I stop and I talk to you and I, and I'm confiding in you about anything, I'm always inviting your opinion. But, and yes, and I remember this and you did say that. Woohoo, I got one right. You know, you, it. <laughs> Which I appreciate, but that hasn't always served me well in the past. Like if I were to insert my opinion or insert my thoughts on something, it turns into an argument and a fight. Right. Which so we, best which we for me to just be silent and nope. nod because I honestly don't want to fight. Like I'm. No, I, but here's the thing, though. If I'm if, so over fighting, yes. But if that happens, then all of a sudden that becomes like battered person syndrome and all of a sudden like now you're just afraid to talk and you won't ever talk and vice versa no it is me choosing it it is me choosing my own mental health over because (laughs) when we argue it's not like there's aha moments we don't walk away from an argument changed by the other person like 
we don't walk away from the argument like, oh, fuck, I got to change there my she goes, point you guys. of view. Like, thank you for that argument. I'm totally fucking changing, oh guys. That's We walk away from an argument with our heels still dug into but our points. The, and I'm like, what the fuck was the oh point of gosh, that? Oh, my gosh, you guys. I'm just going to leave this on. Like, you want me to leave just, this on? So here's my thing. If arguments, if arguments were to bear fruit, then it would be worth it. Our arguments don't bear fruit. It is just exhausting. And then now we have bad feelings towards each other right. and it's just not worth it. Okay, let okay, but okay, let's stop. Okay, but let's argue. <laughs> no, I don't want to argue. I want you to I want you to see this oh. from a different light. And and maybe I'm freaking crazy, but yeah. our conversation yeah. today was about part of it was about disciplining a child and how to discipline a child. And your advice that you brought into this is if you just discipline the child once, it doesn't go anywhere. It's not going to ever turn into something. And I feel like that's the same thing with our arguments. If 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 we have an argument, and I'm air quoting this, quote unquote, and all we st- and all we learn from it is to shut down, uh huh, and never never have an argument again because we're just going to be quiet. We're not going to deal with it. Right. It's the same thing with the kids. If our if we argue with our kids and they just they always argue with us and we never have any type of discipline or we never have any type of an outcome. Mm-hmm. Our, you know, our kid just starts yelling that they want candy and we just hand them candy because we don't want to deal with it. We don't want that outcome. We don't want to walk away mm-hmm. dropping the F-bomb being angry. <laughs> then, so satisfying though. Then <laughs> we never learn. And I feel yeah. like that's for us too, no, us I, adults. If we uh-huh. don't ever cross that bridge yeah. And learn to argue constructively, right? And and get an outcome out of it, right? Then what the hell is the point? No, definitely. And I would, I, I totally agree. But this has been going on eight years. This isn't like we had one argument, and this is like over many, many years of it being, you know. So it's so just, we should just stop talking then. No, but it is like maybe I just need to sit and listen like maybe maybe I need to not insert my opinion if you want it you can ask for it but like let me just be here for you and listen to you and you know be a support to you and then if you want my opinion absolutely I'll give it to you but I think that where I've learned to rein it in a little bit as a stepmom and a wife is to not jump all over everything I disagree with right we parent completely differently. So there's a lot that we would do differently. Yes and no. We completely, okay. we, well, we parent differently, but we also learn from each other's parenting. We started off completely different. And I don't know why you're smirking about this oh, or like I'm laughing. Because like, Brooke said mo- it's, it's man brain versus woman brain. But it totally it's is. Funny. So here at the end of the day, let's figure it out. Let's, let's yeah. learn to sympathize and, and have empathy and grace for one another's brain right. because if we can't then what are we doing like why aren't we voting for same-sex marriage and going after that like and i see your eyes opening wide but like why are why am i not like like dude i'm just gonna hang out with dudes the rest of my life like gay or not i'm just gonna hang out with dudes you go hang out with women gay or not yeah well and I let's think just it's go down learning, that path like, like how to grow and it is about when you're when you're it takes two people who can look when you're in the midst of an argument or, you know, especially in a blended family marriage where everything's super sensitive, highly... We're not sensitive. You're very sensitive. <laughs> so sensitive. But, you know, when everything's like super emotionally charged, because there's nothing more... You, talk about someone's kid, right? Like, that's a really hard topic. So, I feel like if you don't have two people who are very mindful to like be like when you're in argument you have to be mindful of where it's going and to be like okay we need to like shut this down or we need to move on it can't be one-sided it has to be two people who are really engaged and committed to you don't want to like learning yeah you don't want to walk away from this feeling like there's a winner and there's a loser you want to walk walk away feeling accomplished as a team what can you learn for the next conversation Right. You know, and I feel like I'm, you know, for me personally, I'm trying to learn how to 
engage with you in a not aggressive, attackful, attacking way. But I, you know, but to also get my point of view across, you know, and be respectful that you are going to see things probably different than I am. And at some, at, at the end of the day, this is advice I give all the time. Like at the end of the day, you have to accept certain things. Right. You know, like I have to accept that, that what I would do is different than what you would do, and you're just not going to do what I would do. Like, but, it's just not going to happen. But you do give me your advice, you know? and you ask for advice, and I feel like... What's the point of giving someone advice if they're just going to, like, in one ear, out the other? Do you feel like I did that to you today? No, but do you think, like, bedtimes are ever going to change? Um, for instance, yeah, maybe, maybe, it's maybe, like maybe, one, but, maybe. But, but listen, but, you know, but, today, but today, we talked about it. I asked you for your advice... Yeah. You gave it to me and I said that is great advice. Like I learned I learned from you giving me you giving me advice today. And I totally always learn how to handle situations from you as well. So just there to you put go. That out like there. so you just totally 180'd what you just but said. But I ask you for advice a lot. Like I will but, come through but a like lot of times, an email will come across and right. I I totally come to you with everything. Right. But a lot of times mm-hmm. we just learn from one another and you've told you've told me this that you've learned from me yeah. just by watching me do things I say the way I of act, course. the way I react. So that whole thing right there. The more we do that, the more we communicate, the more we mm-hmm. pay attention, the more we become a team and we are more unified in becoming our ultimate goal. Yeah. So yes, right now, you and I are nowhere close where we want to be as our goal. A lot yeah. of people listening are like, man, these two cannot get it right. A lot of people are lower than we are and they're like, we can't get anything right. You know what I mean? I feel like we're somewhere on like the 40 percentile range. We still got a lot of growing to do yeah. in this area. Yeah. And but I think, when we started, yeah. we were in that 10 percent range. We were like down like super low. I guess it would make the 90 percent. We're like most of us start we're out. closing the gap like the election. Voting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is that real? Did that come out of the front? Um, yeah, I think we just continue to learn and not give up. But, you know, I think that just beware, you know, the more you're swallowing sand, the more, and be sent, like, also know it should be alarming if your spouse isn't talking to you or withholding information or not. (laughs) (laughs) I I just point, I did like the big ta-da hands at you. Like, notice if your spouse isn't talking or paying, you know what I mean? Like, come on, don't just shut down, like. Learn to yeah. communicate, you guys. But it's like, not healthy. They're if they're not talking about it with you, they're talking about it with someone else, or they're just suppressing it and sweeping it under the rug. Oh, and that's just a time because bomb. It, and then you're like divorced. In okay, because a year. listen, right here. Yeah. If you're not talking to me and you're just shutting down and you're being quiet about this stuff, yeah, and be truthful about this. Hundred percent truthful. Mm-hmm. Are you running and you're telling someone else this info? No. What are you doing? I'm stuffing it. Exactly. So so what did you just say <laughs> why happens? Why I can't lose weight, everyone. What did you just say happens if you do that? Yeah. It leads to divorce, right? I well, don't want it that just, for us. Well, it, it builds resentment, you know, <laughs> and you feel, it, right? No, it does. It does. But this, again, goes back to my point. Like, we need to learn to communicate. We need to learn oh. to be comfortable. We need to learn to listen and to not be defensive like, yes, you, one All person, I know you're so gung-ho and talking, but we need to start thinking about receiving. <laughs> Being on the receiving end? Yeah, it's just as important. Like, if you want your spouse to talk to you, I agree. you better be receiving it respectfully, respectfully, honorably. Like, In you also can't just be pissed that your spouse isn't talking to you. One-sided. If you're going to be an asshole. Right. If you're going to be an asshole, if you're going <laughs> asshole yeah. if you're going to be a piss that, poor receiver, then, <laughs> you know, like, a you total can't. cock blocker? Yeah. Then okay. you can't be mad that your spouse isn't coming to you. No pun intended. Did you like my. <laughs> real, real talk about fair discipline in oh. the home and mm. the double standard of a step parent accepting one thing from their stepkids and another from the bio kids. Yeah. This certainly, what? Okay. Certainly moved the, you 
Type that this certainly wrong. moves the marriage there was swiftly no from the honeymoon phase to the always arguing. That actually, this someone had written in with this. It's not even a question, but it's more it's like, topic. please just talk about this. Right. Because it's, you know, a, she wrote in saying that her husband's kids or fiance, I can't remember if they're married or not. Um, her but man's? Her man's children are held to a different standard. Like, he's harder on her kids and, it's like, gets more angry at her kids and then super lax. And mm. I want her to know this is so normal. Like, you scrutinize other people's kids and your kids walk on water. Okay? <laughs> Except for mine. I'm like, I scrutinize my kids so much more. And then the other kids, I'm like, eh, I let them get away. Like, I I won't jump on them as quickly. I'm like, me and my kid argue all night long sometimes. So. Um, but you know, it's, it's a thing in a lot of blended families and it's like, it can turn into, and I think they just moved in together. So this is like, Oh, so this is fresh, fresh. And so it's coming to a head where his kids don't have to get disciplined, his kids, or, you know, she just feels like her kids are the ones getting in trouble. The expectations are more, his kids don't have to follow those rules, you know. And she's like, what I thought was our honeymoon phase is now just turned into always arguing. Right. Welcome to. But that is blended families. I'm like, I feel like our honeymoon, our hardest year so far, our very, very hardest year. Yes. Was our, yeah. <laughs> no, but them. but truly our, our hardest year was our first year being married. I feel like our second year has been easier than our first year. How's our third year going? <laughs> we no, were together I, five years before we got married right. in case you're newly listening here but you know what i i feel like our third year is going better than even our second year did like i feel like it is getting better our first year was tough our first year was very tough like we we argued a lot like we had a lot of household changes there's just a lot of things but i think ultimately on a day-to-day basis i've i've started to learn you more you started to learn me more and I feel like our arguments, we've learned to navigate them a little bit more and pick and choose. And we do have more meaning, meaningful conversations than I feel like we once did that would have turned into something else. Yeah. But I might have this all wrong, you guys. Maybe. <laughs> um, but I don't know. What advice do you have for her for her husband who's all over her kids and it's just not fair discipline? It's communication. It really, like, it's going to be one of those very, very... How does she handle this? I'm getting there. Oh. It's going to be one of those very hard conversations that she ultimately needs to sit down, and all the kids are going to need to be brought into this conversation. It's going to be... It's not going to be a fun conversation, but... So it's like a family meeting kind of a conversation. No, not a family meeting. It's a... a Oh, we're talking about all the kids? No, it's a him and her meeting. Yeah, Mm. and they're going to talk about this. And But at the beginning of this conversation, the beginning of this meeting, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, she needs to remind him, look, we are on the same team. You and I are striving for the same goal here. I'm not trying to attack you. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm letting you know how I feel, but I'm letting you know how I feel as your partner who cares about you and cares about this family Mm -hmm. and wants the best for everyone in this family. Start the conversation off like that, reminding him and maybe remind him a couple of times throughout the conversation, but don't ever raise your voice. Don't ever, you know, swear. Definitely don't say fuck you. Oh my gosh. you Definitely don't. Don't do that. That's really bad. I'm just going to write your name on that button. (laughs) So, no cussing. Okay, how would you handle this? No, that's good. (laughs) Just like, oh God, I'd be, I'd be fired. You'd just be quiet. You'd say nothing. (laughs) Say nothing. We need to have a. We need to have a meeting, and then, Uh, there goes our crickets. Um, no, I mean this is the what. I'm gonna get this tattooed on my forehead, but. What is allowed is what will continue. And so if she allows like this to continue by not having that conversation with her man, you know, if she's just like, well, maybe it'll change or I'll give it some time. I wrote this in our, in our blog. Hey. Mm, was it our blog? 
I don't know. I wrote this somewhere though, because I think that we start off thinking that things are just going to change. You know, like we don't confront issues because kids are going to grow out of behaviors or they're adjusting to their new environment or they're going through divorce and that's really hard. You know, we explain away bad behaviors on our spouse's behalf, on our kid's behalf, on our own behalf. On our dog's behalf. Yeah, and we don't address things because we are explaining away why things are so we don't have to, so we can avoid that conflict. And so (laughs) Eric's just like, I'm out. Um, And so... I think that I definitely fell into that trap in the beginning, you know, where I just, I ignored things. I didn't bring things up. I didn't have conversations because I was like these poor kids. Like they're probably, you know, going through so much and my husband's dealing with so much and I'm dealing with so much and I'm just don't want to bring it up because I don't want to create issues when maybe the issues like, like, they'll heal themselves, right? Like we believe on some level that everything's just magically going to heal itself with time. And that's bullshit. (laughs) To put it lightly. Right? You know, (laughs) you know, I mean, what is allowed is what's going to continue. If a child has a bad behavior, it doesn't matter what they're going through. If it's never corrected, they're going to carry that bad behavior with them through adulthood into their marriage you know, and it doesn't really matter that divorce. I mean, you can't explain away bad behaviors. You can't explain away your husband or your spouse treating you poorly because they're going through something. You have to address it as it comes. And that's a huge piece of advice. If you're listening to me right now, please, in this present moment, <laughs> please hear that and receive that. Don't explain away bad behaviors, even your own. Because of hard circumstances. Otherwise, it just becomes a trait. It becomes part of you. It's it a pattern. Part of someone. Yeah. And it's. So, I mean, awesome. I don't know if in this situation she's just waiting it out because they're newly. Yeah. Either and, new, yeah. you know, and, and they're like, like We're maybe just it'll get settle. better. But let me tell you, if you can start your relationship off having conversations, you're starting your relationship off in the healthiest way best possible way if you can hear her right now start your conversations now (laughs) right like don't you know if you're starting your marriage or your blended family life or your relationship off by like withholding and in swallowing that sand that's a really unhealthy way to have a relationship with anyone but especially your partner in life so um yeah no i agree they need to have this conversation it's not going to be a fun one it's re- these are hard, you know, and these are or rip the bandaid off and do it. Do it how I told you. Do you I'm think suggesting- that maybe she should like not have like give him warning like hey, we need to have a conversation no. about this? No. Like the reason being and let him have is, time to think about it. Th- that's the problem. That's the he's going to start thinking about it. He's going to start dwelling on it. He's going to start finding his comebacks and his ammunition and his guards going to be up going into this. And it's going to become one of those things. If you don't want this to be a fight, don't give it time. And also don't let it become a fight. You're going to need to mitigate this. You're going to need to minimize this as a fight as much as possible. So you're going to have to set the tone and also have the talking points with the right tone to carry out a a civil conversation. That means this much, you know, because this is going to be most likely offensive to him because... You know, it's going to be, like, no, I don't. You do this. Well, your kid does this. And, you know, mine do, you know, it's going to turn <laughs> They're into the that. worst conversation. It's going to be. Yeah. But you need to mitigate that again with the right tone, with the right language. Yeah. And remind him that you guys are on the same team. You love him. And this is only to better your family, not to push you guys apart. Right. And, and also not everything's fair. You know, our kids don't think things are fair in our house. And they're not. They're just different. I don't we think do things, things are different. Fair. The kids get all the cereal. <laughs> but but the bad milk, apparently. Apparently. Um and soy sauce. So I think that, you know, the the word fair needs should be replaced with respectful. Like let's stop being all about fairness 
in our blended families because I think that is kind of an unrealistic expectation when you have different houses and different co-parenting situations and different parenting styles in the home. Like, I think the word fair is a really hard one to deal with in a blended family marriage. What I will say, though, is if you can replace the word fair with respect or respectful or respectfully, pick a version that fits your situation, um, you know, it's everyone being treated with respect in our home. You know, are we talking to each other respectfully? Are we thinking about, are we considering each other and the circumstances everyone's in in our house and dealing with it situation by situation? And this is also something you've talked to the kids about. Right. Kids have to understand that they might have different rules than their step-siblings in the home. There's a variety of reasons why that might be. I agree. So I think it's, it's, a really uh, a time of growth where you're having to kind of put everyone in their place. And then also, you know, the, the fairness thing, it's a really, really tough nut to crack. You know what? And real quick, while we're talking about this conversation that you guys are going to have, also <laughs> don't let anything, I didn't read it yet. Brooke just, sorry, Brooke just said replace fair with another F word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, but look at when you guys have this conversation, Mm -hmm. don't ever walk through the door of, well, maybe we shouldn't be together or maybe we should just get a divorce or maybe this isn't right. Very, it makes you doubt the more you argue because I feel like these conversations lead to that and they make, they create that doubt. Mm -hmm. So don't let that become part of your topic. Don't, don't say that any of you guys in any conversation don't ever say that and also if your spouse brings that up as a solution shut that down quickly remind them that's not what we're here for that's mm-hmm. not why we did this yeah. that's not why we are here talking about this right now because if that was an option we wouldn't be having this conversation we we'd stay down the path that we are down that we are headed down and that's what it would lead to so let's try to fix this now and let's try to change that so yeah. just a little reminder to like, don't, don't and fall down that ha- hole. On the flip side of that, if you're not married, yeah, if, if you're not married, don't, don't choose a life of like, I'm going to make your life miserable and my life miserable and all of our kids' life miserable. Like if you are having these conversations and you know it's not a good fit because it's worse for you to get married, to get divorced, to do it to the kids again. So these conversations would be better had before you got married, not after. So if you are married, you're kind of like need to figure your shit out and just work it out. If you're not married yet and you're like not living together, you know what I mean? Like this, this is the time to be really real. If you can live with this forever. Really real, you guys. Like really, 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 really real. Oh my God. All right. Look at what you're real. All right. What to say or do if your spouse doesn't have your back when it comes to their ex? What are you supposed to do when neither yourself nor your your relationship are being openly honored? So someone had written in that their fiancé, I believe. I apologize, you guys, if I'm getting fiancé Girlfriend, boyfriend. There's so many fiancés, husbands, and wives. I don't know. In our lives these days. <laughs> but um, basically, like, what, like, the man was trying to keep both ex happy and girlfriend happy. So would not be so openly acknowledging his relationship or honoring her, you know? Okay. Um, or standing up for their relationship. Like, would let the ex kind of walk all over it or... You know. Give me an example. Susie and Bobby and Jenny. Oh, this. I. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Susie and Bobby him. are together. Jenny's the ex. Go. So if Bobby and Jenny are talking. Because they're together. No, Jenny's oh, the Jenny's ex. Oh, Jenny's the ex. Oh, this isn't okay, going to okay, work. Okay, but okay. basically, what would you say if a man wasn't honoring his relationship to the ex? To the ex, you're not supposed to honor a relationship with your ex. You're supposed no, to honor a relationship with relationship your current relationship. That, yeah. Yeah. Like not acknowledging that he, 
cookies in oh. one or well, not, you know, like that's well, allowing that's a, what would you or allowing the ex to talk maybe not so kindly that, about. I feel it. I didn't hear about the situation then because I feel like this isn't the situation I heard about. So like so like so he's you, almost he's no. So you're you're telling me that he's almost like I'm not even in a relationship. I still just talk to you and it doesn't matter. Like, is that the way that this is playing out? Or is it like he's just talking with this other person, with his ex, about, like, co-parenting stuff? Like, I, I don't know the situation. That's why I needed Jenny and Bobby and Susie. So when he, him and his ex uh-huh. are talking, talking right? he is not honoring his current relationship. In what way, though? Like, acknowledging it. So it's almost like he's not in a relationship. It. Like, right. Or he's like. Or allowing bad things to be said and not really like, hey, like, you know. Yeah. Don't like not that, standing okay. up for her or their relationship. Yeah. That's you know, a, that sounds like a control issue with the ex on on him still to where maybe he's not over it yet. But I don't also don't want to give that that thought either because I'm like, maybe that's not the situation. But the only thing I can really fathom is like, is this a newer relationship? And they're going through something, and that ex still does pull his strings in any way, shape, or form. She's still able to manipulate him because maybe he's not over this yet. You know what I mean? He truly cares about what she thinks. He's not. He's not worried about. Or he's just afraid, like someone I met once that you, you know, met once. He's just afraid of the consequences. Like I get, if I acknowledge, I, if yeah. I acknowledge my relationship, like. To be fair, if you're listening, like Eric and I couldn't even take pictures together for a long for time. a very long time. Like we were like a year into our relationship before he'd even take a picture with me, and like it was like, please don't post this. It, and it's not and that like, I wouldn't he's take still, the pictures like, with you. No, I just don't love my picture being taken. But it was for a long time there. It was like, don't post this because the ramifications that came from it. But if you guys also have listened to this for a long time, you guys know about the nasty court battles and. The way anything, anywhere, the most innocent things, the the kindest things. I mean, I could take a picture of me dressed up as Jesus walking a donkey down the middle of church, which I did, and have that used against me in court, which it was. And it's like, wait, how does this get so blown out of proportion? So that was that was our issue, which could be this issue. I mean, you're not the only person to deal with a crazy ex. Oh, right, right. So, I mean, to also give that perspective, like, it could be that he just doesn't want either the conflict, he doesn't want to share his personal life with her, he doesn't want to, like, bring his relationship into the mix of the ex and the co-parenting because he wants to keep it about the co-parenting. Yeah, and that's because she inserts herself further than she needs to be, and he's trying to protect your relationship. Right. That's the other flip side of it. Right. And and that is actually, I'm like, you have to learn how to accept that. It's a weird place to be because you've kind of been in that place, and you're like, why can't you be proud of our relationship? And now I'm like, don't fucking say my name to her. I know, you said my name to her today, and I'm like, keep my name out of your mouth when you're talking to her. (laughs) Don't even talk to her about me. I don't even exist. I'm proud to talk about you and how we parent. Yeah. (coughs) Hairball. I don't even want want her to know my name. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But you know (laughs) what? She'll turn it against me. But the cool thing is I can co-parent with her now and talk about her, and she can talk about her husband, and we... We acknowledge that. We honor that with one another. Like, like I'm okay. Oh. What? what? What's that O about? But then you have the other side of it that's always always kind of weird about it that doesn't want her name mentioned or their name. Men- you know what I mean? It's like, let's find a place where we can all just get well, along. Well, again, because it's not a safe person to know anything about you. It wasn't anyone knowing anything about you. It was like, we're going to talk about a situation or. Well, let me, let me, let me play this out for our radio, our radio. Our we're radio not on our radio. On our, this is like public <laughs> AM radio. So no, but like, here's my thought process on this, right? Because it was like, my name was used like basically because. I was like, you said Julie was upstairs sleeping. And that's why you were getting mad at oh, your at son, my son. Yes. because Julie's okay. was upstairs sleeping. So this is going to get turned into how 
It's my fault. I said Julie and the kids. You didn't. I didn't. Oh, sorry. But it's but this woman will turn it into that it's my fault that Jared's in trouble because I'm sleeping. Do you know what I'm trying? Like it'll See, but get this is how even the, like the littlest but thing. But this is gets how the conversation twisted. plays out, you guys. Now, if I tell you how it played out, I'm going to be defending her in your eyes, and I don't. I'm not defending her whatsoever. You do defend her. <laughs> Anyway. She's not a perfect person. I, I don't think so by any means. No, but that, like I don't think so. You're no, but I'm just saying like that's how <laughs> the reason I don't want my name. Right. I'm explaining to you. I was explaining because it turns into you could see how she. I mean, if she could turn you being dressed up as Jesus into something bad. Right. Do you know what I'm trying right. to say? So there's some there's sometimes where you're just like, anyways, don't even speak about me yeah. at all. Anyways, to her. let's not speak about this anymore because this is just stupid. The uh, listeners don't want to hear this, and we get bad ratings for this type of stuff. You guys, did you know that those five star ratings? A lot of people <laughs> leave these uh, as one star ratings and say that we argue too much. We're here. <laughs> this is a one sided argument, you guys. No one is arguing. <laughs> one person is talking. The other person is laughing and changing the subject. Um, no, but let's, so what what, no, 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 no. Okay. Oh. We're done with talking about your ex, but I don't care about my ex. Like truly, truly, truly I, you okay. guys at the end of the day, yes. like this relationship is what matters to me. And I, and I remind you about that all the totally. time, Yeah, you know, and I wish that I'm you secure could be- in that. I am, <laughs> I'm not secure in our relationship. No, otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation. We like, this wouldn't be going this far. You know, I mean, I was just saying like how things get twisted. Right. It does. Is that not it, like a No, it totally it totally does and it totally saying. has in the past. But <laughs> like but I also like I'm very confident when I bring your name into a conversation and I'm like like I talk about us like as a team and us like in the household in this regards as needing respect for you. Yeah. You know? And she totally acknowledged that, you know. But in this conversation, I talked about you a few times. She talked oh. about her husband a few times. But it wasn't like gossip talking. It was like our decision on this and her and his decision on this. And it was like I present us as a team. Yeah. I'm not hiding you. I'm not pretending. No. I'm not pretending you're not part of this For family sure. or part of this household. She's very well aware that you are my partner and that you are my equal and respected in this household it's Mm -hmm. not me reigning over this household and Mm -hmm. you're just that woman i married you know yeah or you know so so that's why i'm confident in bringing up your name it's not like i don't know it's not to be a thing used against you or flipped or turned or i don't think you would do like yeah um I'm agreeing with you. I know. You. I, I'm agreeing with you. That's why I said I know like six times. Yeah. Because I agree with you. But if this woman feels like her her man is not honoring and acknowledging and respecting, like she has the opposite problem where she's like, right. you know, I would, I don't know. I guess my advice and maybe your advice to her might be like, look at the reason why it's that or way. ask him about it. Yeah. I mean, and then listen to him. It, it could just be he doesn't want the conflict. I mean, who wants to fucking fight with their ex? You're not together for a reason. You know, sometimes bringing up a relationship is just a trigger point for an ex. And they go bat shit crazy on you. And then they're going to punish you by creating problems. So he's like, the the cure is worse than the disease. Like, right. I, I'm and not I totally going dealt with this. to. I totally dealt with this. Yeah. And so it's just so much easier just to. Yeah, just to play the totally under the radar card and mm-hmm. never and not deal with it. And yeah, it, you know what? For some people, in my case, it actually worked. You know, now, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's we for you know totally forgotten and lost track of why we ever hated each other in the first place, and we're not on. I wouldn't say we ever forgot, but we just that's not at the forefront of our minds when we talk anymore. It's about the kids. It's not about us in any way, shape, or form. None of our conversation at all today or the last couple of years has been about me or been about her specifically. It's been about the kids. And eventually, 
by playing that under the radar card, that's where it has gotten me in my situation and might be, you know, his hopeful outcome for their situation. Yeah. And, you know, give him the opportunity to, to put your mind at ease. Because a lot of things you don't want to bring up because you don't want to turn into an argument, right? And so you don't want, or a fight, or you don't want to come off as insecure. You're worried about how he'll judge you if you bring this up or will think about you. But the beautiful thing is when you find somebody who loves you and you are willing to be vulnerable and put your feelings out there like, hey, you know, this hurts my feelings or this doesn't make me feel good or I'm not feeling like this isn't sitting right with me, that gives your your partner an opportunity to come alongside you and make you feel better, like help come alongside you and put your mind at ease, put your insecurities to rest. And I, if you get to that vulnerable, vulnerable spot where you can open up to your spouse and allow them to do that, it's a really beautiful thing. And it does work. Insecurities can be put to rest when you have your spouse looking into your eyes and giving you all the affirmation you need or explaining why. You know, when we don't know the why, we circle the drain with all the horrific possibilities that could possibly be. You know, well, he doesn't love me or he still cares about her or he still wants to be with her or he's ashamed of me. Or he's not sure and he's never going to marry me. And, you know, he's just, you know, whatever. And and none of that could even be what's going on. You know, but you've gone so far off the deep end because you don't want to have this hard conversation. And, you know, and also know if your spouse loves you, right? Like, how are you ever going to know if you are in love or if they love you if you can't see how they're going to react to your hurt? You know, a a good spouse isn't going to punish you for being hurt or be angry at you for being hurt or insecure. They're going to want to heal that. They're going to want to make it better. They're going to want to see your, you know, your pain and be like, whoa, let me fix this for you. Or let's figure it out together how to make you feel better. Yeah. How can I help? How can I help you? Don't you agree? This is my no-no square. Yeah. But a lot of times you find that you're met with, like, if you're met with anger, I would really look at that. Look at your relationship. Is that what kind of relationship you want? You know, but you have to give your spouse the opportunity to fix it. With all these hard conversations we've been having about tonight, you have to at least give them the opportunity to fix it. And you give yourself the opportunity to know who you're married to or going to be married to or, you know, raise a family with. You won't know if you don't have these conversations. And maybe that's why people don't have them. Because they don't want to know. Because they know and they don't want to know. That's true, too. But that's just going to dig you to a deeper grave of misery. And you definitely don't want to end up there either. Otherwise, you're going to end up just in another divorce with more people hanging on the line. It's not fun. And hurting kids again. Once is enough. Once is once too many. Twice is like... I was about to make a Michael Jackson joke, but I won't. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Last topic. It would be bad. Oh, my gosh. All right. What to do when your in-laws still invites the ex to family functions with complete disregard to what they put you through (laughs) and still displays pictures pictures of the past openly in their home? Oh, Oof, I feel like we talked about this once a long time ago. I don't know if we've ever talked Not about like, like that specifically. But your I'm parents, like, like, could you imagine Christmas and you walk into Christmas and your ex is there? This is like or one of those Thanksgiving. This is like one of those Hallmark movies you watch. No. Yeah, I feel like this could be a plot twist on like one of those. And oh, it's like maybe they the should do this blended family room. Hallmark movies. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> no. No one would watch it. No one would watch it. We're already watching our own horror movie. Yeah. No, not really. But I know. What would you do if, I don't know. Yeah. No, you know what? That's, there's a line there and that's like, that's where you have to draw the line and protect your family. You have to protect your home front and be like, look, mom and dad, this isn't right. Or step mom and dad, this isn't right. We're not going to be a part of this. And until this behavior is corrected. Like we're not going to be a part of these kind of family functions, you know, 
these these photos displayed proudly in your house is not okay with me. And if this is how they're going to be displayed in this house, you know, like I'm not telling you to go throw them out. If you want to keep them in your own private collection book in your nightstand next to your drawer. <laughs> with your naughty toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, you know, by all means, that's your right. But I'm not going to be coming in and seeing this. It's disrespectful you know, it's, it's to very your disrespectful. current situation. It is. Regardless and if, it's if your, they like it or not. And if it's your parents doing it, like have that conversation with your parents. And what if, if your parents are just like, I'm sorry, like it's not our fault you got divorced. Like just because you divorced <laughs> your ex doesn't mean that I don't still love them and care for yeah. them and want them in my life. Like I didn't ask for you to divorce. You know what I mean? Because yeah. a lot of families are met with that too. Right. Like parents create connections with their son or daughter-in-law right and then that marriage doesn't work out and they have poured into the you know into this son or daughter-in-law and loved on them and embraced them and accepted them into the home and family and then now because it didn't work out they're just expected to be like i'll never talk to you again this happens a lot right i don't quite understand it because if someone hurts my kid i'm probably gonna or even you them i'm like again but i'm like my people do this my mom is able to co-parent co-grandparent with my ex and i've had to have a conversation which my mom's very respectful of and um has boundaries on but i've had to have conversations in the past and be like look we need to have boundaries we need to have a line drawn about how far this co-grandparenting can go. I, you know, I'm, I'm all right with this. I'm not comfortable with this. And it's, again, it's a communication thing. And in this current situation, this person needs to be like, I'm not comfortable being in this home with these photos displayed. You know, the way you feel, you know, who you follow and like on Facebook and social media is your own choice. But I don't want to be subject to it. And you need to figure out where your line is and you need to draw that line. Yeah. And and also, I mean, you, it's an, it's an every, if you have to walk away, if your family chooses your ex over you, meaning they will still invite them regardless if you're uncomfortable or not, then it's in your complete right to not go. Right. You know? So sorry, we can't attend. So sorry, we've got other plans. We're going to go to the other in-law's house this year. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we're just not coming. Yeah, it doesn't have to become a huge family feud. Yeah, you can. you don't have to be a part of that. That is also your right. Yeah. You know. But it is, I mean, it's one thing if everyone gets along and it's, I mean, if it's not a problem, it's not a problem. Right. But if it is a problem, then, you know, you need to honor your new wife or your new husband. Over your ex, right? 100%. Because a lot of times, like, too, the husband, like, the spouse will be like, well, I don't understand why it's a problem. Like, get over it. Tell the new wife or the new husband to get over it. Like, we're all just going to get along, get over it. And that's so dismissive and disrespectful to the spouse that you have chosen to honor over everyone, over your parents, over even your kids biblically, but especially over your ex. And now you're putting everyone else above your spouse. And let me tell you, that doesn't make for a happy, lasting, loving marriage. Um, And the picture thing is, you know, I mean, over time you may not bug, but it still stings. It's not fun to come across memories that you yeah. What were you doing digging through their top dresser drawer (laughs) next to their nightstand? Black fist. But you know, I mean, yeah, understand that that's probably gonna like sting a little bit, and that's normal. Stink a little bit. Yeah. What are we talking about? Stinging. Oh, stinging. So, choose and honor your spouse. First and foremost, over your ex, <laughs> over your parents, right? Yeah. No? I mean, that's what we're called to do, and I I would expect that from you, and you'd expect that from me. And that makes us perfect now. We have just moved <laughs> up to that. We're at the 40%. We have just moved up 41%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All the, like, Respect I, one Good another. luck. I hope your Talk guy wins another. in the electric election. I hope your guy wins. 
Whoever your guy is. Are you talking to? Everyone. Why are you pointing at the screen and saying stuff? Well, because we're the camera's in the, up there. I was pointing to the camera. Oh. I hope your guy wins in this election, guys. Good luck. <laughs> Everyone's losing in this election, you guys. We've all lost. America's the losers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're a bunch of losers. <laughs> China's I laughing just, at us. If anyone hears this, I think as Americans, we deserve. Why are we going here? I know. It's just so much better than this because it's not even about Republican or Democrat. Not at all. It's about the electric election process. And that's, I can talk about that because it's not supporting But no one wants either. to listen to that. They want to talk about their blended families and how jacked up we are. Well, we're they're still better them, than the electoral system. They're here to listen to system. our problems to make themselves feel better. Yeah, but we are still better. We're 30% how you guys. <laughs> now we're down to 30? Yeah. No, we we're j- at 41. No, you keep talking. We're, <laughs> we're at 29. The gap is closing. What is that noise? Listen to that noise. Anyways, we got to go. One of the dogs just farted. <laughs> it smells so bad in here. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, if you enjoyed our crazy podcast, (laughs) tune in next week. We will be on live again at 730. If you guys would prefer to listen to us on a different day or a different time, or you're like, hey, I never get to. No, uh, really, though, if you guys are like, I've never been able to listen to you guys live because I just can't make it that time. um, Write us, comment, email us, whatever, however you need to get a hold of us and let us know a day and a time that might work for you. We, we truly care about having you guys being able to listen to us and then join in with us. So if you care about that, please let us know and uh, find us on all the social medias. Leave us those thumbs up, those five star reviews that they only let you leave on any <laughs> site that you're listening to us. And we just appreciate you guys being here and being part of our crazy blended family. You guys, thank you. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Huh? Adios. <laughs> Bye, you guys.